paramount theme. But the author's misgivings go much further. They see experts such as doctors, funeral directors, and life insurance agents as unscrupulous sharks looking to cash in on their expertise by swindling their own clients. If you were to assume that many experts use their information to your detriment, you'd be right, they warn. The pair even compare real estate agents to members of the Ku Klux Klan. In their world, almost everyone, from teachers to sumo wrestlers to politicians, is cheating or lying to somebody. Whether it is Levitt and Dubner or Michael Moore, popular authors have found plenty of buyers for the argument that nearly all corporations are committing crimes. But are free market economies really based on fleecing the consumer? Is the U.S. economy truly just a giant Hobbesian free-for-all that encourages duplicity in our everyday transactions? Is everyone from corporate CEOs to your local car salesman really looking to make a buck at your expense? The analysis presented in this book, based on dozens of economic studies spanning my entire career, hardly fits in with the conventional wisdom these days. Sure, some people will always lie or cheat. That's just human nature. But a close study reveals that these problems are by no means systemic in the market. In fact, they're relatively rare. For every Enron, there are thousands of companies of all sizes in America that play by the rules, simply trying to make a profit by supplying people with something they want. As we shall see, there is a reason why gas prices spike even before a natural disaster hits, why monopolies exist in our economy, and why liquor is so expensive at bars and restaurants. The answer is a little more complex than corporate greed, but all these examples are really just instances of a free market acting efficiently. This reflects one great benefit of a free market. It creates incentives for people to behave honestly. Consumers don't like to be cheated. When they think they're being swindled, they take their business elsewhere. Companies and individual entrepreneurs who treat consumers right, however, stand to make big profits from satisfied, repeat customers. A major deterrent to cheating, often overlooked by critics of the free market, is the importance of maintaining a good reputation. When a company commits fraud, most of its lost revenue stems from its damaged reputation, not government fines or legal actions. So even without the threat of criminal charges, there are big incentives for corporate shareholders to keep their executives and accountants honest. As technology improves, companies are developing incredibly inventive ways to profit from their reputations. For example, consider eBay, the Internet auction site. Even in its anonymous forums, sellers develop reputations by allowing customers to rate their transactions. Studies show that having a good reputation allows an eBay seller to charge higher prices. Whether online or on the street, there is money to be made by behaving honestly. Reputations keep people honest in all kinds of realms besides business. This is even evident among politicians, possibly one of the few professions that popular opinion holds in lower esteem than corporate executives. Conventional wisdom holds that politicians and mass 
are subservient to special interests that provide the money to ensure their re-election. But do politicians really base their votes on the wishes of their donors? If that were the case, shouldn't we see retiring legislators in their last term break away from special interests whose money they no longer need for re-election? Yet, we do not see this at all. Politicians tend to vote the same way throughout their career, regardless of the onset or ending of donations, even in their final terms. Could it be that politicians, deep down, believe in the special interests they support? Is it really impossible to imagine that a congressman from Michigan supports the automotive industry, not because of its donations, but because he actually believes that the industry is critical to America's future? In discussing campaign financing, most observers bemoan the problem of too much money in politics.